Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a dust stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life, wouldn't you agree? Love that Spotchka. You know, I'm just so thankful that that Spotchka is now available galaxy wide on Tatooine. Uh, whereas in season one, it was only available on that blue shrimp planet. Uh, what do you think, Joan of the Hutt? Duper, I am I'm done with the Spotchka. <laughs> I just, done, I've had it. I've had it with the Spotchka. There are too many Spotchka references now. It's overdone. Right, right. Well, this is uh, the Mando Roundup brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. And my name is Storm Duper. You can follow me on Twitter at Storm Duper. And with me, as always, the vivacious, the gorgeous, the intelligent, and the snarky Gemma the Hut. I aim to please. How's it going, Gemma? You know, we got a new episode of The Mandalorian, a whole new season. You must have been sitting on your hands for the last nine months. <laughs> no, no, no. I was pretty much out there moisture farming, you know, trying so how to How get... does a hut sit on their hands? I guess it's kind of a T-Rex situation <laughs> there, isn't it? Really complicated. You should see me try to mow my lawn. Can you do a push-up? Um, on my knees? <laughs> <laughs> you have knees right now. <laughs> sort, of, sort of. Sort <laughs> of. Well, we want to wish everybody a happy Halloween, all the Faker Nation out there. Um, and again, if you haven't heard us before, we are Faking Star Wars, bringing you the Mando Roundup. And uh, do us a favor, f- check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash fakingstarwars, like patrons Keith Harmon and Darth Taxis, who have been faithful supporters of the podcast over the years. Also, go ahead and check out our merch store at bit.ly slash merch. we got some great gear on there. Uh, my new favorite is our new T-shirt which is uh, the title of this podcast, actually, Saving Cobb Vanth Marshall. I do uh, not think that's t-shirt worthy. No, I thought it is. And Cobb Vanth, the marshal of, uh, what is it, Mos, Mos Pelto? Or that's Mos pretty Pelto? rough. Yeah, that's great. I don't know about that. Sorry, leaving, leaving Cobb Vanth Marshall. So. <laughs> we also appreciate if you'd write a review and follow us on social media. So, Okay, well, let's get into it, Gemma. Uh, first of all, happy Halloween to everybody out there in the faking world. Um, what, uh, what Mando costume uh, are you going to be wearing? Uh, or were you wearing sorry rather for, for halloween this year um well uh i disregarded your suggestion that i go as slave leia and i chose to go as a jawa because it's cold and so it's <laughs> nice to be able to wear a lot of clothes for halloween i thought it would have been pretty meta and awesome if like you know a hut took on the the uh, costume of his you know the murderer there i mean <laughs> the, the bikini clad hut has always been in my fantasies so <laughs> this is why you're still single <laughs> Uh, we are happy to be back with new Star Wars material, live action. I mean, who would know in the middle of a pandemic that we'd be getting eight new episodes of The Mandalorian? I certainly didn't expect that. I expected it a million percent. They need people to renew those subscriptions. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's very predictable, Duper. Come on. A lot happened in this episode, Gemma. You know, we saw um, The Mandalorian take out a gangster in the beginning. We, we got a good in-depth look at Tuscan sign language. Which, if uh, you're not, if you're not, uh, if you're new to the podcast, you might know that we have our own Rosetta Stone with uh, modules in Shirawuk, Jawaese, and soon to come now Tuscan Sign Language as well. Um, so, so much going on. You know, we really need you, Gemma, to distill this episode and give us our synopsis. Well, Duper, I think you're way too kind of detail oriented. Like you really geek out at all these little, like you know, uh, uh, whatever, like 
little bits for the fans and stuff. No, no, not me. Never. <laughs> you know, I like to get more into the overarching theme. And I think the All overarching right. theme of this episode is bad single dad takes kids on adventures uh, that kid should not go on these kind of adventures at all. So basically, we start off the episode where um, bad single dad... <laughs> takes his kid to a UFC fight which is like the last place they need to be and there's some you know there's some shooting and some like WWE Smackdown type violence and it's just like what does he think of here what does he think this parenting gig is all about so um you know he even gets a chance a little later in the episode to like drop his kid off at daycare because you know the return of Amy Sedaris Pelimoto. Yeah, and I will have to say yes. she was way less annoying than last time. I feel like she might have listened to this podcast where we were like, hey, Amy, that was way overdone. Like, reel it in. So right, she, right. she reeled it in. It was great. So I think that was like a cute little scene. And she's like, I'll watch this kid for you so you don't have to go on another adventures and babysitting quest. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, man, I got this. I'm going to take this kid straight into danger on the back of a, a speeder. And then after that, I tuned out because it became a Star Trek episode right that was oh. a pretty cool scene you know when they're both on their speeders i mean it was sort of like that speeder bike penis shot you like who, oh yeah 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 who has a bigger speeder bike yeah that that was great so i mean okay it wasn't really a star trek episode it was more like tremors okay mm. so spoiler alert if you haven't seen tremors then like you should have seen it by now so whatever um i'm gonna spoil it there's these desert worms right that need to be blown up or run off a cliff or you know it's kevin bacon so this the show becomes like uh you know one degree of separation from kevin bacon's tremor so well the whole show it's like i mean they are redoing a lot of stuff i mean that's sort of all hollywood can do anymore anyway and i thought that uh, you know, I'm just waiting for the moment when we get like, uh, you know, a redo of like Glen Gary, like it'd be called Glen Gary, Glen Gamorian, you know, or um, Fifty Shades of Grey, the Jawa edition. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone uh, wants to know what Fifty Shades of Grey Jawa edition do is. Do not be. be a pervert, duper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, J- Jawas have to reproduce somehow. I mean, <laughs> uh, well, that's a great synopsis, you know. Um, so who... I want to know, you know, you were accusing me of being a nerd, um, but let's really get down to brass tacks here. Who does not know at this point that the guy at the end in that final shot is Boba Fett? Um, I think the fans who lived under the rock of never wanting to watch the prequels might not know. Okay. Because, like, I mean, in my mind, that was, like, so on the nose. They might as well have just, like, had a big, like, flash, you know, flash the titles. This is Boba Fett. But are know? we sure? Yeah. I mean, how could we not be? I mean, it's Tamara Morrison. You know, the actor who played uh, the clones, right? He played Jango Fett in episode two, Attack of the Clones. All of the clones look just like Tamara Morrison. So how could it not be Boba Fett? If it isn't, I'll put it this way. If it's not Boba Fett, it's the stupidest tease down in the history of, <laughs> of cinema, right? Like, <laughs> we see his armor. They make light of a of a Sarlacc getting eaten by one of those crate dragons. But for, for our viewers who weren't paying super attention, can you, like, can you set that up for us? Like, how did that, how did he pop into the story well i mean they could be faking us out right i suppose which as a faker i would be happy with i guess but so so you know the clues are dropped that uh crate dragons can eat sarlacc pits right so the implication is that somehow boba fett escaped the sarlacc pit because maybe a crate dragon came along and ate it um we see uh we see cobb vanth marshall uh <laughs> you know uh, uh leaving cobb vanth marshall uh wearing boba fett's armor um, and it still works. And the implication is the Jabba, the Jawas picked it up after reproducing their Fifty Shades of Grey session. And that's how, you know, Boba Fett became this, like, 
you know, tight svelte kind of Viking warrior type. He probably crafted his own weapons or whatever and survived for five years. Mm-hmm. It was so. very long winded, but I guess necessary explanation. Yeah, right. I, I could get behind that that idea that this is uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. He did he did have I I think he was carrying a ba- gaffy sticks, which are the chosen weapon of the Tusken Raiders, who we do see a lot in this episode. Um, so did you like the sand people? Eh. So what, what is Icker and why do the sand people want it so badly? Well, I'll be honest. I was on like my third cup of Spotchka by this <laughs> point in the episode. So I really, I really have no idea. So I'm not known for my attention to detail or my paying attention and remembering things at all. So I, I don't, is I don't Icker, know. Is Icker like the mouth pee from the crate Dragon, like the golden shower that it gave all the sand people? <laughs> or is it, stupid. Or is it, um, or is it that pearl that they you dislodged know, from his abdomen? I think it was maybe the pearl, but I will have to say that the title of this episode of this podcast should be like, Duper's a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't understand if that like acid stuff was it burning people to death or did they just not like it? Like, why were they yelling? You know, were they well, reduced to skeletons? Like, yeah. why couldn't we made this PG thirteen at least? I know. I, I mean, I think that they were being killed because Cobb Vance says he's picking us off, right? And so they had to go up there to like take care of the uh, the Icker rain. Anyways, I kind of tuned out at that point. I was like, they're definitely going to kill this thing. I'm just going to have another glass of spotchka and wait it out. It's sort of, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, when did you realize that you were actually watching a trailer for the new movie adaptation of Dune? And you weren't actually watching The Mandalorian. Oh, man, that's rough. I don't know. I don't know if I want to make the comparison. I mean, like, does Dune have a monopoly on sandworms? I'm not really sure. I mean, but is it possible that, like, the special effects people just wrote the program that lets them animate sandworms? And so now it's like, <laughs> like it all went crazy. Sandworms and everything. It's a pandemic. Duper people are cutting corners. Where, where do you think uh, Mando is going to go now that he has uh, Boba Fett's armor? On to the next adventure, obviously. Where do you think that'll be? I don't know. I'm always wrong. I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> I'm always a million percent wrong. And you're usually very confident that you're not wrong, and then you're wrong like at least 50% of the time as well. So, I kind of wonder if he might stick around on Tatooine for another episode and sort of build up a little network and do some reconnaissance, as it were, because he's you know this Cobb Vanth character seems significant enough that he may help him help him out. I think he's a one-off. He's not necessary anymore now in in Moss uh, Peldo because now they're safe from the crate dragon. So maybe he'll go off with Mando. No, no, I think he's a, he's a one off. I really? think Tim- Timothy Oliphant needed a paycheck, and that's a one off thing. And right. they're gonna move on. So he punched let's... his time card. He got paid actually four dollars ninety five cents an hour to go into the Disney stage in the. The yep. volume and do his three scenes, huh? Yep. He, they paid him less than minimum wage because they know he'd make tips. So uh, <laughs> I think we need to move this on deeper because I know how you get caught up in this stuff. Um, I want to know why uh, this episode explores the the kind of, you know, the explosion of the Death Star and the end of the Empire as being like a negative thing, actually. So why, why are they muddying the waters? I thought we were like white hat, black hat. Why would they do that? So you're saying because like the mining guild takes over the town and enslaves everybody after the empire goes yeah. away. Yeah. So the empire goes away, and and that was supposed to be a good thing, but now it's it's like why are why are they going down that road where there's negative consequences? 
Well, because otherwise there'd be no show. I mean, right? <laughs> Everything was like, you know, Care Bears and Rainbows. Like, who's going to go destroy the Crate Dragon then, right? I like, just think that the, that's... The Crate Dragon will, like, have, like, a grin on his face. He'll be like a Crate Falcor then, and everyone will go riding on him. They'll set up an amusement park in, in the middle of the uh, Dune Sea. I think that's just so modern, though, to turn a really, really good thing, like smashing the Empire, ooh, like into a bad thing where all these people are completely helpless. It's revisionist history, isn't it? Fake news, fake news. Like yeah. our authoritarian government is better than your freedom. <laughs> That's really right, what they're right. saying. Yeah, safety, safety over liberty, right? <laughs> um, that's a great positive message for all the kids. So maybe <laughs> you'd be drugged into being copacetic and, and docile. So you know? we don't have to spend you'll all just, this. All you'll do is just spend all your money at Disney. <sighs> so <laughs> like speaking of, of Disney and the way Disney works, one of the most important questions we have on this list is how many episodes will it take until something actually happens that advances the plot? Right. Cause this one did not really, it right? did not advance nothing the plot. We learned happened. nothing. Yeah. I mean, 40 minutes of basically killing a beast, uh, it's sort of the same plot of other episodes we'd seen so far. So I was a bit disappointed in that. I mean, I do appreciate the slow burn that, like, it's sort of developing hey, Duper, and taking its time. You love speculation. Like, get onto the speculation here. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in the next episode we're gonna see something juicy. Uh, we're gonna get a bigger clue about where the Mandalorians are going. Or I, here, here's what I think: there'll be an encounter with Boba Fett, or Boba Fett will start chasing him down. Like, if they leave the planet, he'll he'll follow him in Slave One. And there's going to be some kind of battle of some sort between Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. So, uh, Duper, I'm just going to throw this out here. I think that you should go first in our uh, wild speculation for the episode. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, first we have to give this episode a best car rating. So, I mean, I, I really liked the, um, the Death Star TikTok, you know, like when they, they had the Death Star explosion on TikTok going in the background in the bar. I thought that was very cool. The addition of Weequay. Uh, really, really got me going. There. I don't I remember that. what that was. Weequay was the bartender. Oh, not what, but who? The, uh, the crusty dreadlocks, you know? See, uh, I, I just, I don't pay attention. It's the Jamaican, you know? <laughs> no, comments, don't cry. <laughs> Um, and I like the Tuscan sign language. Some people got really irritated about that. I heard a lot of deaf people were upset because, you know, their, their gestures were too aggressive or too pointy. How do you have a pointy gesture? I don't know. I thought that it was a combination of sign language and uh, like right. terrible sound. Yeah, so it a, made total sense to it's me. It's a combination of grunts, farts, and, 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 you know, burps. <laughs> this, this is like <laughs> how you... <laughs> clearing your throat who knew that could be a phoneme and i think you'd be great at that if it's just grunts farts and burps like you're yeah. gonna nail that i loved it i thought it was very creative um we've never seen anything like it so i'm gonna give this out of 10 on the best scar scale i'm gonna give it a seven and a half uh i'm gonna give it a six and a half just to be a little contrary All i right. think i think we could do better okay cool well, here comes my 20 minutes or 20 seconds, 20 minutes. Yeah, you definitely don't want that. Uh, here comes my 20 second speculation on uh, episode two, which comes out this Friday. Uh, I definitely think we're going to see more of Boba Fett to Mermerson. So I think that the child and the Mando are going to get into uh, the Razor Crest, leave Tatooine, and there's going to be some space battle between Boba Fett and Tamara Morrison, uh, or sorry, and uh, the Mandalorian somehow, and the Razor Crest will be severely damaged, and then he'll have to escape and go to another planet for safety. 
So that's my my feeling of what's going to happen there. What do you think, Gemma? I have a lot to say about that. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready for all this? As always, I think Pervert Storm Duper is premature in all of his assumptions about what's going to happen. That's not going to happen next episode. That's going to happen in episode seven, just when we're getting ready to cancel our subscriptions. So I feel like we're going to see familiar characters and more episodes that are just episodic. So it's just going to be basically like the same thing we saw, like nothing really of consequence, kind of like when he got the mud horn. It didn't really advance the plot at all. Like I think it's going to follow the arc of, I mean, the last season was a little bit effective in that, right? I think we're going to mm. see some new directors. Oh, yeah, because this one was directed by John Favreau. Which... Yeah, so I think that he'll probably bookend uh, the season. Right. You know, and yep. we'll probably get some like kind of interesting, slightly uh, different tone episodes from different directors. I'm wondering if he's going to have to go to like the drugstore or grocery store to pick up a, a box of Pampers for Baby Yoda. We haven't seen that yet. <laughs> we do so. not know how that thing uses the bathroom. No, that's true. I mean, I, let's just hope it doesn't do it like the Crate Dragon or we're all going to be in trouble. Like, I will not watch that and stuff my face with pizza at the same time. Like, that's disgusting. So. <laughs> Good one, Tooper. All right. Well, it's been a really fun episode, uh, Gemma. Thank you for being here in you're the welcome. studio in Topeka, Kansas. Again, um, if you're not familiar with the site, FakingStarWars.net. And this is the Mando Roundup. Follow me on Twitter at StormDuper. And until next week, this is the way. And may the foe be with you. <laughs>